little amazed at, you know, that people show up for these things on a Wednesday night. Um, I sometimes wonder if maybe we don't quite have enough to do in our lives, but I know for almost all of us, that's not true. Um, so I'm going to... Oh, the other thing that I, I must note is that when you were asked to stay until the end, if you can... Um, I've made a pitch to, to sort of relanguage this uh, along this along those lines because it was it was originally stay and don't leave basically um, and I'm not interested in a captive audience I've never been and you know stuff happens you know that you're here at all is a marvelous thing um, so stay as long as you can is great. Um, I'm going to do something a little different tonight. There's actually not going to be a clear uh, distinction between the so-called Dharma talk and, and the Q&A. <clears throat> We're going to sit for a little while together, and I'll do a, I'll do a, I'll do a guided uh, piece along with that, and then we'll just open it up and, and for reflections and you know what uh, gets stirred up uh, in terms of what I say while we sit together. Um, so let's just do that and at some point I'll start to talk now one of the things that's kind of nice about this particularly at the end of the day is uh, you really don't have to do much. Uh, just as no one exerted any effort uh, to hear that siren, you really don't need to exert any effort to hear these words. Uh, what they touch or trigger uh, will largely be unpredictable, sometimes may be familiar, uh, but no way to know in advance uh, what will come. Uh, just as I can't predict or choose the next word that comes out of this mouth, uh, so none of us can pick or choose how those words resonate. And if we're inclined in this direction, that can actually be a bit of fun. Uh, a bit of light playfulness. So, uh, many, many, many years ago, centuries ago, in ancient China, a student came to an old teacher uh, feeling lost in their practice, lost in their life, confused, disoriented, and ask for help in his or her lostness. As many good teachers will do, uh, this teacher said something that at first blush might seem quite unhelpful. Uh, good teachers do a lot of that. And what the teacher said was, the coin 
that's lost in the river is found in the river. Not just a game of misdirection. The coin that's lost in the river is found in the river. So let that just settle in and do whatever it's going to do for you right now. What is valuable that we think we've lost is to be found right where we lost it. The coin that's lost in the river is found in the river. Can you remember a time recently or in the past where you found yourself lost? Lost in a relationship, lost in a job, lost in not being sure who you are. Can you remember how that felt in the body? If you recall that situation of being lost now, what happens for your body and mind? What kinds of emotions? come along with being lost. Fear, anger, judgment, frustration, blaming. What are your favorite strategies when you find yourself lost?
I have to get this figured out as quickly as possible. There's something wrong here that I have to fix. Shame on me for being so stupid. Do I flail around? Forgetting the old wisdom that If I find myself lost in the woods, the first thing to do is sit down. What is it that I think I've lost that's of value when I'm lost? What's happened when I'm lost in distrust? What happens when I've lost the coin of my security? when I've lost the certainty of knowing where I'm going. Have you ever been surprised by what emerged from being lost? Can you imagine anything of value? 
coming from lostness, from being lost, confused, uncertain. Might that be the threshold of something new, insightful, interesting, exciting? Who in your life do you find getting most lost with? How does that happen? When you're really lost, who or what do you rely on? your most deeply held belief about being lost? And what's your experience when you're found again? Or when that which you think is lost suddenly appears. What's your most beautiful, funny, entertaining, enlightening story that's actually happened to you about being lost and found?
as you recall that, what happens in your body? When you're really, really lost, how would you be kind to yourself? Lost in anger, lost in fear, lost in the storm of a relationship falling apart. lost in the turmoil of losing a job or not finding one? How would you be kind to yourself? And is there ever anything truly lost or missing? Or is that mostly about the stories we tell? about the creative mystery of being alive. And the complete unpredictability of that. As one teacher once asked, How can I be lost if I don't know where I'm going? in this vast, inclusive universe. Nothing lost, nothing found, nothing missing. The coin that's lost in the river 
is found in the river. Well, nobody's, nobody's fled the room yet. That's a good start. So, um, what, uh, what got touched, stirred up? Um, what makes this kind of thing lively is when people just start to go popcorn and uh, just kind of say what comes to mind and... Uh, run the risk of being foolish, if that's what your thing is, um, and being surprised, being surprised. So, uh, what's going on? Yeah. Hi. Um, what came up for me was kind of, uh, you know, it's just as you said, you know, what's missing is uh, my fantasies. Um, and, uh, you know, um, that suggests to me that um, it may be better to, to live uh, uh, more realistically and ask myself, you know, is this thing true? Um, but, you know, a while back I heard that uh, a healthy person, there's some study, right? Some study. A healthy person is like 5 or 10% biased towards happy. And this is healthy. In other words, balanced was what I took from that. Any comments on that? That the average human being is 5 or 10% tilted towards happy? is better than it actually is by 5 or 10%. Their perception of, of what is going on was the sort of thing that I heard. So that they're overestimating their situation by 5 to 10%. Yep. Hmm. I don't know whether to be really depressed or happy about that. <laughs> Tough call. Right? Yeah. Um, huh, I've actually never thought about it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and my ability with mathematics is like I hear anything involving numbers and my brain goes into lockdown. Um, and I would estimate that I'm probably not overestimating my happiness with that by 5 or 10%. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what that means, actually. You know, because the, the, I'd, have to, I'd have to see more of what in, was involved in the study. Um, you know, things come to mind like human beings seem to often dwell on what we might call negative um, and prepare for the worst. You know, my, my personal experience and the many, many people I've talked to is that if there's a little anxiety at work, 
the future that gets fantasized about is generally not terribly reassuring. You know, it's like, okay, I'll prepare for what will kill me, and everything else is icing on the cake. Um, and one of the reasons that we survived as a species is that we got anxious about stuff. You know? And um, so some of this seems to be really deeply hardwired in us. Um, and that we don't have, you know, collectively, virtually any training in, in doing what you were saying earlier about the stories. You know, and 5 or 10% can only come from a story. Right? So when you, when you ask a question like, what is there if there is no thinking, and you rest at the end of that question, then what is that? We can't really ever say. I mean, this life seems to thwart any satisfactory explanation. We're always left feeling like we're uh, kind of shortchanged. And so, um, if we keep coming back to that question, what is this, what is there, when there is no thinking and Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.